This is Marvel 616 Politics, episode 65, with your host, Andy Kirby and Jared Mayo. What up, Mayo? What up, Curb? Cur- to the E. Curbs to the E to the Y. What's going on? Uh, nothing. Uh, <laughs> I, I, that's not true. I mean, it feels like nothing. I spent all day trying to back up my external hard drive because I got error messages, and so I thought it was going to die on me. And so I went to Office Depot. And uh, I looked very hard and thoroughly through all of the stuff. And I was like, well, I don't want the same thing to happen. And I think it's USB 3 with my system. And so I don't want USB 3 proprietary connection. I want just regular. And the dude who was helping me was like, I know a lot about this, but I've never used it myself. (laughs) I know friends. And so he was like, you can't go wrong with this one. So I bought it, and I got home, and it had the same proprietary connector. Uh, so I'll see. But anyway, I spent this all day moving two terabytes from one drive to the other. Whoa. So were you off today? Um, I did a lot of work from home. I got you. I mean, technically, technically, I was off today and yesterday, but I went into the office yesterday like a moron. and then i did a ton of work today on the phone so my gosh what in the world i can't stop (laughs) (laughs) are you really far behind no it's just stuff that comes up it's like hey we need to fix this what are we doing about this and and so you know i have the go codes to the nukes What's going on with you? I'm sick of my life. What's with you? <laughs> no, you've got fun stuff coming up. Aren't you going to the beach tomorrow? Uh, either tomorrow night or Friday. Yeah, I mean, you're like, that's crazy. It's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. Are you just going because the kids want to go or what? No, it's my mom's birthday. I need to show her that I love her by traveling to someplace I hate. <laughs> <laughs> Is it the beach in Louisiana? I think it's in Alabama. Yeah, it's in Alabama. Okay. I mean, I guess I don't... When I think of beaches, I don't think, oh, I go to Louisiana. No, no, we're not famous for our beaches. Our tar balls, maybe, but not our beaches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Well, that'll be fun. Just yes. don't get in the water. It, what? Just don't get in the water. Oh, I won't. There's no reason to. I'm, I'm, uh, you understand what I'm trying to lay down. I'm telling you, okay, there's two ways I really prefer not to die. Three, if you count landing wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> one of them is being eaten by sharks. And the other one is drowning. Mm. So, guess what? You can't really do that, those two things, that easily if you're not in the water. Yeah. Do you, like, put your feet in? No, because then they get, even if that is enjoyable, okay, you got all this grime and then you, like, you can't transition to the non-sandy part. 
Mm. And so between the wet and the non-sandy part, it's all sand, and then you get it all over you, and then it dries, and it's itchy, and it goes everywhere. That's eh, ridiculous. Every time we go to the beach, I have a beach coming back in my house with the van. I understand. I bet so. I don't know so. how that happens, you know? Well, so are you okay with the kids going in the water? Um, I, I'm about to sound really, really callous. I'm just wondering <laughs> you. Hey, it's their life. They, I mean, I've told them the risks. Uh-huh. I mean, I can't forbid them to go in the water. I can tell them that they're making a poor decision. <laughs> I tried to get them to watch Jaws before they left. Oh, yeah. But it didn't work because Miss Jacqueline has a lot of veto power. Oh, can't you send her shopping or something? <laughs> hey, hey, you need to go shopping. I've only done that once in my life. I've only said, you... <laughs> I've actually, We've actually had this conversation. You have to get out of the house. You have to buy clothes that you like so that I don't have to listen to you say that you don't like the clothes that you like. You're not allowed to come home until you have two outfits that you like. <laughs> and then, like, weather got really bad and there was a tornado and everything, and I thought I felt really bad and I got really scared for her. <laughs> she was scared to come home because she couldn't find these outfits. <laughs> it was a... It was a confusing time in our relationship. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we all learned a lesson. Maybe you could send her to the grocery then. That sounds better. That sounds. I wish I had just thought of that. No, just send her to the grocery. Or like, uh, I don't know, there's a scary shark in Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo is all about disobeying your parents. I don't think that's going to send the right message. Well, every Disney movie is about disobeying your parents. <laughs> Even even Cinderella. It's true. I know. We watched, we had a little mini Disney movie marathon this weekend. We watched Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Lion King, and Aladdin. And we're like, disobeying, 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 disobeying. Wait, People are dying was, because of this. Who was watching this? Jennifer and I. Oh. She's on a, ever since we saw um, Frozen, yeah. she's like on a Disney song kick. So she'd been listening to the Disney songs, and she's like, we should watch these. So she took, she had a day on Saturday, she didn't have anything planned, so we just vegged and watched those movies. But, I mean, people died because those kids disobeyed. Yeah. Mufasa. Mufasa. um, Ariel's dad got turned into, like, a little sea creature thingy. Yeah, yeah. See, I don't go in the water because of those, too. They're all around. For real, dude, if I saw Ursula in there, whew. <laughs> hey, can you back off your mic a little bit or no? Oh, I can. It's it's on my lap, but I moved it to my knees now. <laughs> <laughs> All the way down there, huh? <laughs> well, because now I feel like I have to yell across the room. Well, I don't know. It was just high, high enough um, or topping out. I have a mic I'm going to send you eventually. You know how the mail is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll get it next year. That's probably true. It, I have it. It's been sitting out on my file cabinet. I actually have two microphones that have been sitting out on my filing cabinet for two or three weeks now. So that that I'm going to send you one, if not both of them. Well, I thought you were going to buy a new one. Uh, no, I'm going to buy a mixer. Oh, mixer, mics. They both start with M's. I don't know. That's true. They have eyes and Xer yeah. sounds. Yeah, see? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, we are a comic book podcast. This is Marvel 616 Politics. You can uh, visit our new and improved website. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo! 
at marvel616politics.com. And we'll talk about that in just a second, a little bit more. Uh, of course, you can email us still. We still love to receive all your emails at marvel616politics at gmail.com. And of course, interact with us on Twitter at 616politics. You can also look us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash marvel616politics. That's where most of the action still occurs. You can give us a call and leave us a message with a, uh, a voicemail, maybe asking a question, maybe have a witty retort. Uh, maybe you want to comment on what you think about going into the ocean should be like. You can give us a call at 616-755-TINA. And we are also now on Instagram, at, and our handle is Marvel616Politics. That is so clever that it's all the same all the way around. Yeah, Twitter's the only thing that's not the yeah, same. Yeah, it was too long. And it's it's too long for 140 characters. You know, Marvel 616 Politics. By the time you write your message, you get 20 characters left. Oh, I did not know that. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's only 140 characters. You didn't know that? Uh, no, well, yeah, but I didn't know that your name could be so long. Oh, it can't be that long. Marvel 616 Politics was too long? Yep, that is correct. Mm. Well, mm. 616 Politics works. Yeah, yeah, sure. Can you explain what Instagram is? I don't know what it is or where to find it or how to look at it or what it is. Oh, have you not seen it yet? No, I don't know what it is, no. Okay, Instagram is basically you just post pictures. It's like Facebook, but just pictures. And people can follow you, they can like your pictures, you can look at other people's pictures. Um, so okay, yeah, so, it's like, so where is ours? Uh, well, you have to download the app, Instagram. Oh, I can't. It's not a website. Uh, you can go to Instagram.com and uh, Instagram. I think we can probably do it. Let's see here. Instagram login, or do I want to go to Instagram slash Marvel Six One Six Politics? Oh, try that. Yes, that works. Wow, dude. We have hundred and twenty-five followers. We've only been around for six days, so we think we're. That's we're pretty hot stuff. <laughs> wow, dude, this is great. Yeah, it's just another way that we can kind of reach out, and um, you know, we're gonna kind of talk about Darren a little bit. But Darren um, is is the one that suggested it. He said to it'd be a good way to get more fans interacting and and take pictures of uh, mostly my collection and just display it in creative and different ways. And it's been a lot of fun. Is this all your trades on the floor here? Yeah, that's my pickup from Gem City Comic Con. You got all that at Gem City? Yeah, dude. I told you it was like $200 for all that. Holy moly. It was $210 and retail would have been, uh, I think it was like $910. Dude, I should have given you my list. You got all the X-Factor trades? Yep, I'm just, I think I'm too short from having the whole series. Wow, dude. Which ones are you missing? The last two. Okay. I can see. Oh, you got some uh, Spider-Man here. That's good. That's good. Mutant, mutant agenda. <laughs> <laughs> and I got. The, I picked up the Bishop's Crossing that we saw in Chicago. Oh, the, you picked up what? It, Bishop's Crossing. Oh. We saw it at that uh, that like apartment comic book store that you and I visited. Oh yeah, just cool. I haggled them down a little bit more. Wow, this is cool. So, like, uh, can I post to this, too? 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll send you the the login information. Ooh, more than one person can post at a time. That's fantastic news. Yeah, Darren posted some stuff too. Cool. All right. Well, why don't you explain who Darren is? Well, Darren is a friend of mine. We actually went to to uh, middle school and high school together, and hadn't really communicated since we graduated. Uh, back it up to last year. I saw Darren at Gem City Comic Con in um, 2013 buying a book, but he was he was doing a trade, talking with somebody, so I didn't bother him. I didn't want to jump in on the middle of that trade. But I Facebooked him and told him what we were doing with uh, Marvel 616 Politics, and he was just ecstatic to, to do some work uh, comic book related, and he really wanted to have a part in it. And Darren kind of provides the social media um, expertise that uh, you and I don't really have. That's so, that's definitely true. <laughs> yeah, and he's great with websites and stuff like that. So um, we brought Darren on, and Darren is uh, a part of the Marvel Six One Six politics now. He uh, runs runs the whole website. He re redid our website, uh, Marvel Six One Six Politics dot com. There are a ton of new articles on there from multiple writers, from Adam Williams, Kevin McVicker. And we've got a lot of people that are in the body politic that are writing articles for us. And it all came about because this is something that Darren has wanted to do for years and just really wasn't quite sure how to do it. Uh, so with us kind of having our feet in the water and uh, an established fan base, he's able to come in and we're able to all work together. And we've got a really good product, I think. So what if... It- can anybody just write an article or uh, how do they get a hold of, is there a vetting process or like if anybody out there, any of our fans listening would like to submit an article, are they allowed to? Well, what we do is on, if you go to marvel616politics.com, there's a spot where you can uh, sign up and let us know that it's something that you're interested in doing. Um, It's under the about us tab. You click right for us. And when you click that, um, it'll it comes up with a little bit of our editorial stance and what we're looking for. Um, and you can submit an article. You can even just submit an idea. Um, a lot of the guys I talk to just on Facebook, they send me a message and they say, hey, I've got an idea for this. Um, they get it to me. I, I, I ultimately have the veto power <laughs> and editorial power to kind of change things, make sure that it... it aligns with our vision at Marvel 616 Politics, but haven't had to turn any articles down, only had to make a couple different changes here and there, and uh, it's been fun. We'd love to have some more writers. We're going to, in the next uh, two to three weeks, we're going to start about six to seven different columns that are going to be weekly to bi-weekly, and we're going to try and fill a need that you can't find on other comic book websites. Dude, that is amazing. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. That's the that's the main point is I told all the people we've got 11 writers right now. And I told all of them, if you're not having fun, I want you to stop right now. Don't do it. I want you to write about stuff that you're passionate about. The second it becomes tedious, let me know because, well, it's cool. It's totally cool. <laughs> Why does it say that I'm Farmer Andy that's, and I love Spider-Man since I was a wee lass? Oh, are you just now checking out your webpage? His <laughs> 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 hatred for ice cream can only be masked by his hatred. Wow, this is great. Is that not you? I wrote that. Yes, no, that is me. You did fantastically. <laughs> Thank you. 
<laughs> oh man. Okay, clearly I need to I need to have my finger more on the pulse of this editorial <laughs> concept. <That's good>. Here. <laughs> <sighs> All right, let me ask you something a little bit off topic. Can I go off topic? <laughs> that's that's kind of what our podcast is all about. Okay, I I uh, recently finished a young adult novel. Are, are, are do you read these things? <laughs> young adult novels? Isn't that what they are? Isn't that what they're called? Like Twilight? Yeah, like that. Yeah. Oh no, I read comic books. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, did you read the Hunger Games, or you just watched the movie? I just watched the movie. Okay. Have you heard of this movie called Divergent? Yes. Okay. I don't know anything about the movie, but I just finished the book. It's 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 not good. Divergent? Well, the the book, the writing wasn't. The concept is neither here nor there, but the writing was just terrible. I just wanted uh-huh. to know I just wanted to know if you knew anything about it. Uh no, I mean, I want to see the movie and we actually did the first um of a five-part series on Divergent Disciples tonight that kind of uh, is taking that theme and talking about how it correlates with the Bible. Like, how, how would you do that? Um, you kind mean, of, like, spiritual gifts type thing? No, it, well, I mean, it's a five-part series. For, so the first part tonight, um, our junior high youth pastor um, talked about different ways that we respond to society. You know, you can embrace it. You can rail against it. Um or you can kind of try and find that third um, medium with it. Okay. So I don't, I'm not sure what the next four are going to be. Gotcha. And what, what do you know about the movie so far? Like, what makes you want to see it? Because uh, it kind of looks kind of like Hunger Games, in in that it's you know these young people and the every the government like knows about how every person is going to be or something along those lines, but then the people that are kind of break that mold are called divergence and they kind of have some powers i believe okay am i on track um you know what it never truly explains what a divergent person is i don't think unless i missed it mm, that could be a pretty important part of the book i would think so but you know it just kept saying i'm not sure i might be divergent they might be divergent i don't know i don't fit into this category i don't know I think it was all about that new core stuff, Common Core. That's what it sounds like to me. Oh, the Common Core. Yeah. So, like, every, you know, trying to make everybody into great workers and then, you know, express your individualism and say, I don't fit into these categories. Man! <laughs> yeah, I think that that's kind of... You expressed it better than I did. Well, no, I just... No, I... I finished it because I made a bet with my uh, not not a bet a deal a deal with my sister in law. I said I'll read. She was like, "Oh, you like the Hunger Games," and I said, "Okay, if you read this book, I'll read the first two Hunger Games." But instead of the first two, because I couldn't stomach this the, anymore, uh, I read the first one. And then I read this Divergent book, and she read the book I gave her. So, what book was that? Uh, it was Kim Stanley Robinson's Red Mars. Oh, I don't know anything about that. Yeah, it's really good. It's really boring at some parts, though. But, I, I mean, I like it. It's very technical, and, you know. For those smarties. For those boring people out there. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, okay, well, thanks for letting me uh, get off topic here. Hey, we are sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. And what do they do? They give us fantastic discounts on fantastic reading material. No Divergent here, I'll tell you. <laughs> it's wonderful. It's where I buy all my comics from. It's fantastic because I buy them and then I get the digital copy and I have the paper copy whom I can distribute whomever I want. There you go. 40% off. Usually they have every month. They usually have a, um, a Marvel bundle. I don't think they have one this month that's uh, up to 50% off, but I think that'll come back around. Uh, the trades on the site are 40% off automatically. Um, they have a sister site, In Stock Trades, where uh, the trades are 35% off. They have more of a selection on that one. Um, and I actually, I saw they have some issues on clearance, some back issues on clearance, for like 70 to 90% off. Can you believe that? That's crazy. It is crazy. It's crazy good. DCBService.com. <laughs> Man, they should hire you, bro. <laughs> they did. They were gonna... <laughs> <laughs> getting paid for this <laughs> alright we're also sponsored by Community Retail Partnership uh, or CRP for short at crpsavings.com and also on Facebook um, what they basically do is their Sam's Club card but for Office Depot so you can get anything from K-cups, pens, paper um, printing devices uh, you went in for your USB stuff I used my card today it's, it's so awesome um, like the K cups there, you can you can't get them cheaper on Amazon, Walmart, Target. Nobody. Actually, has better... Yeah, I used I used mine for that too. I'm sorry to keep interrupting, but I bought I probably bought <laughs> I bought a year's supply of K cups all at one time. Wow, <laughs> I did. There's a bunch of them in the nursery. But that's the thing; they're just so good. Like it's like um, twelve ninety nine or thirteen ninety nine for twenty four K cups. Yep, and you can get that that same price, but for sixteen or eighteen K cups at Walmart and Amazon. So, yeah, exactly. The deals are just so good. Um, it's thirty nine dollars to get a membership. The membership never expires. It's as long as you're alive, you've got a membership. So it's, it's a really it's a one time fee or is it an annual fee? Nope that's that's what's really cool too is it's just one time. You pay thirty nine dollars. There's no upgrade. You don't pay bi weekly or yearly or monthly. Every twenty years, nothing. It's you paid it. You'll never be asked to pay again. And if you so you can use your card card in the store, and if there's not a store around you, you can order online um, at their exclusive CRP business uh, login site. And then uh, anything over fifty dollars, any order over fifty dollars is free shipping. Yeah, and and the cool thing too about having it because I have a CRP membership as well. The cool thing about it is I, I wanted to check it versus regular Office Depot prices. So I went to officedepot.com and typed in K-Cups or whatever, and it came up with like 160, 170 results. I went to the CRP portal with Office Depot. It came up with 200 and some results. So I talked to them and found out that by being a member of CRP, you actually have you're privy to more products and better prices as well that you can't get by just going to officedepot.com. I did not know that. That is weird to me. You would think that they would offer more on the public site instead of the private site. It's one of those perks of kind of like, you know, yeah, you can go to Walmart, but if you go to, you know, you have a Sam's Club membership, you can get 
more deals. You know? Sam's Club. They're so pretentious. <laughs> well, we've also have another sponsor, Andy, is MichaelWebSolutions.com. And what Michael Web Solutions does is they come up with web solutions for your business or uh, maybe a personal web page that you might want to have designed. Um, and they're at MichaelWebSolutions.com. Really? Really. Interesting. <laughs> Michael Web Solutions, is it W-E-B or W-E-B-B? Oh, just one B. All right, just one B, yo. Michael Web Solutions, just one B, yo. I, I think that's a great slogan. We'll have to talk to them about I'll that. have to talk to them, and we'll charge them a little bit extra, I think, for... For real, we need to be at royalties if we're going to be coming up with slogans. <laughs> and jingles. <laughs> MichaelWebSolutions.com <laughs> Dude, I've all day. I haven't had a chance to talk to anybody except via text. So that's, I'm sorry. I'm using, I, I have so many words I have to use. Don't you apologize. Don't you dare apologize to me. <laughs> all right, let's, let's, uh, let's uh, talk about the uh, Winter Soldier. Did you see this movie? No, I haven't had a chance to see it yet. <laughs> what a lie. <laughs> were That's you it. were you in this movie? Yes, I was in it. That what? was I thought you were in burn. something called Freezer Burn. <laughs> Finally I can say it. <laughs> Did you see it? Oh yes. I had bought my tickets three or four days in advance and we were like the eighth people there. <laughs> what did you think? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It was so good. It was a, I mean the extras in the background were amazing. I but, saw them and I like them as well. <laughs> I thought I mean Avengers is my top Marvel movie. But then after Avengers it's either this or Thor. It was just so good. Wait a minute. You think the Avengers was better than this? I do. Okay, what made Avengers better than this? Uh, Avengers was better, but I think it's because it was the cast. I mean, it was the group, you know, like an Iron Man movie is good. A Thor movie is good. A Captain America movie and a Hulk movie. Those are all good. But when you bring them together, it's on like Donkey Kong, you know? Yeah. But I mean, does that mean you enjoyed it more or was it actually a better film? I think both because I think it was just, I think what Avengers did really well was it worked on all these. I mean, Captain America had a smaller cast. Whereas Avengers had a larger cast, and somehow Joss Whedon made it so that each of the main six were able to interact with each other just together, you know, like in in small little duos, and made all that personal time, and it was really just kind of set the bar. I thought I thought this movie was actually better. I I enjoyed really? it. I enjoyed it more. I think too. Tell me about that. Uh, well, it was a very political movie, and uh, I, I'm all about the politics. <laughs> <clears throat> but I thought it was neat. I thought that I thought that some things were very predictable, and some things were, you know, normal storytelling procedure. But um, 
I really enjoyed like the character when you when you saw uh, Captain America, you saw him as a leader, settled in. He knows what he's doing, uh, and that's the kind that we see. That's the kind we saw in Brubaker's run. You know, the things that um, unsettled him were not the villains he came up against, but really in this situation, what is right and what is wrong? Because I'm always going to do what is right, but now is the agenda moving forward? Does that align with what is truly right? So I thought that was, I thought that was amazing. You know, like you're not yeah. fight, you're not really fighting villains at that point. You're trying to say, you know, uh, kind of like uh, when you take Republicans and Democrats, okay, and turning this really political now. When you take Republicans and Democrats, both of them have different viewpoints on uh, how to get things done and, and where the nation should go and how to deal with the people. Uh, and uh, it could be argued either way, and it's argued till we're all blue in the face, that this way is better, no, this way is better. But a lot of times there's no clear-cut solution and there's no, okay, well, the Republican stance always works or the Democratic stance always works. Sometimes it's uh, a compromise. Sometimes it's one but not the stance that they're making on every other topic. Um, so, like, I, I view Captain America as somebody who knows what is right all the time and strives as much as they can to do what is right all the time. So if that means voting Republican on this bill, but Democrat on the next bill, you know, to put it into political terms. Now, obviously, he's out there punching and kicking, but uh, that that's kind of... That's the embodiment of what I see. As a citizen, uh, as an individual person, I'm not going to toe the party line on anything. I'm going to try to do what's right all the time. And mm -hmm. so that's that transcends uh, the political differences that we all have. And that's where the libertarians come in. <laughs> <laughs> see, I would, even, uh, I, I would even disagree with that. Now, I mean... I tend to vote libertarian, um, but libertarian, I, when I vote, I don't always vote for the right thing, like the morally right thing. I might vote for the, the thing that, uh, the best form of governance, but that the best form of governance isn't always the right thing morally. Yeah. I remember we talked about that, uh, on the drive back from Chicago. Yeah. Oh. Oh, boy, we got into some deep discussions. We should have just recorded that and pumped that out for like 10 episodes. Yeah, then we would be talking about dirt in our tea forever. <laughs> <laughs> Why is there dirt in this tea? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I almost forgot. <laughs> it, it was traumatic. I'll never forget. That is gross. That's like the worst subway ever. It was basically that lady like grabbed me, spit in my face and said, you never forget. <laughs> I never have. <laughs> and then we got the bottled mystical water. Oh yeah, no, it, it helped my mind and spirit. That's what it was. But my something, mine did something different than yours. But oh, yours was refreshing. No, I can't remember. It obviously wasn't memory. <laughs> the mind water. <laughs> no, you tell me what you what you thought about the movie. I got I, I got a couple topics here, but I, I want I want you to. Well, yeah, definitely, like, I knew, I mean, because we were on set, and, you know, they would tell us stuff, um, but, you know, we had a confidentiality agreement, so we could only say so much, but we knew it was going to be a political thriller. We knew it was going to be 
we knew about the car chase mostly because those were the scenes that we were in. Um, so going into the movie, I was excited about it. And even from the trailer, you know, my favorite line was a line that you pointed out to me that I really wasn't listening to was when Steve Rogers says, this isn't freedom, this is fear. Like, oh, I just kind of blew that aside, but oh, that's totally true. And the political ramifications in the movie is really what kind of got me excited is because it's it's just what's going on in the world today. The stuff that was in that movie, you can turn on CNN or Fox News or ABC or anything, and you see the stuff in Captain America is actually happening in real life. So I thought that was really, I just thought it was done so well that anybody could go into this movie, and that's what I've been telling people, Any you can go this movie having not seen Captain America 1, and not liking superheroes, and you'll love this movie if you like mysteries, um, action movies, political thrillers, espionage, you don't know who's who, who's good, who's bad. If you like any types of movies like that, this will be perfect for you. And- I thought I thought it was uh, it was really it was a really good homage to Brubaker's run. Uh, Brubaker had a lot uh, a little bit more uh, kind of espionage type stuff, but and this had a little bit more action, but it, it truly was um, kind of like, yeah, it had a good merging between the comic book world and making it feel comic booky, but making it feel real. You know, mm-hmm. I somebody pointed out, they were like, well, it just didn't make sense that the computer, like the guy was in the computer. That was, that was weird to me. And I was like, oh, well, it, I mean it's better than what's in the comic book. And they were like, well, what's in the comic book? I was like, it's a robot with this guy's face in the, in the, tv in his tummy you know like and they were like oh i guess that is better but i would have still loved to have seen that but you know if you're trying to translate it into the silver screen i thought they did a great job oh yes absolutely you could it was such a very close faithful interpretation of of brubaker's run because that run was so good it's like don't touch it it's it's perfect don't even make it into a movie because you're gonna mess it up but they did it right so I, I think w- my favorite parts were the hand-to-hand combat scenes. Whoever did the choreography on that, <laughs> fantastic. I love in the trailer when they kind of slow it down and they, like, they're they blocking, or Captain America, or Steve Rogers, I guess, because I don't think he's in uniform, is blocking uh, <laughs> the Winter Soldier's knife in mm-hmm. his hands. And then the Winter Soldier drops the knife and grabs it with the other hand as it's falling. And, oh, dude. That is so cool. <laughs> and like you actually are like, how's, how's he going to beat it? I I don't know how he's going to make it. Yeah. Yeah. You really felt like, oh, maybe this will be the movie where he kills him and takes over the mantle as Captain America. You know? It was so good. Yeah. And the character, the characterization of a Black Widow, I thought was spot on. You yeah. don't you don't know who where she where she's really coming from. You don't know where her loyalties lie. She seems way more ruthless uh, her past is kind of catching up with her for some reason in Avengers, because it was a alien invasion and it wasn't necessarily human bad guys. You always had that feeling like, Oh yeah, well she's definitely on the team, you know, like why wouldn't she be? But in this, it was like, you know, she's been more than a double agent twice, three times. Do we really know who she's working for? And, yeah. and even if you thought, Oh, well, I mean, it's Scarlett Johansson. She's, She's obviously going to be a good guy. You still didn't 
you still got that sense that, wow, she has no problem killing people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yep. I, I, I really thought that was cool. The fighting, that was the first topic I wrote um, on the agenda, was that the fight with Batroc. And when they get on the ship and Cap is just blowing these guys' heads to pieces with his shield and kicking them in the face. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. <laughs> I thought <laughs> I thought that too. At first, when he when they got on the ship, one of the first things I thought is like, holy cow, he's... He's possibly killing people. Like <laughs> he's throwing them off the side and smacking them with the shield right in the face. Right, exactly. And and for some reason, I was like, "Ooh, that doesn't sit right with me." But then I thought, in the comics, he's like, you know, when he's doing this stuff, when he's a soldier, that's what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, I'm so I'm so used to Spider-Man saying, "I'm not going to kill anybody," you know. But it's totally different. Like a wartime scenario is is way different than uh, you know of a crime fighter type thing. Yeah. yeah. It was it was really really interesting. I I have one point here that um my brother Mark brought up to me which this when I heard this like I I am embarrassed that I didn't catch this on my own, but um when I heard it I was like, "Oh, that solidifies it. This is the best Marvel movie that they've <laughs> made so far." Okay, so when he's fighting Batroc the Leaper, right? It's the Leaper. Batroc the Leaper. A leap? He's a leper. <laughs> He's not a leper. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> That'd be a good fight, though. Batroc, the leper. He'd be hitting Cap and his arms fall off. <laughs> <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> Everybody out there with Hanson's disease, I'm sorry. We're apologizing. Right. Uh, Aaron, Darren, maybe say it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so when Batroc, the leper... Uh, tells him, hey, I thought you were more than just a shield. And so he, Captain America throws down his shield and he takes off his, his, his mask or helmet, you know, and he fights him like that. Well, that fight is like a metaphor for the entire movie because <clears throat> it's like the Captain America is going through the same experience that Batroc the Leaper went through when he says, wait a minute, I thought America was more than just shield. You know, I thought it was more than I thought it was freedom, not fear. And mm-hmm. so he's looking at shield and what his shield represents and he's saying, "Is this is this really what we're all about? Protection at the cost of our liberty, at the cost of our freedom?" And so that's why I think it's so important that he makes that costume change and that's why uh, and also Mark pointed this out. He said, "You know, he always does what's right and at the end of the movie he threw his shield away." to help uh, the Winter Soldier survive and get out from where he needed to go. And, you know, I think his shield even crashed and uh, is, is probably in that body of water. You know, I'm sure they got it. But the symbolism of throwing the shield away and getting rid of shield um, in favor of freedom, in favor of doing the right thing, and having faith that doing the right thing is what's going to protect you, I, I think that's a, a huge point in the movie, and uh, that's a huge draw for me as well. Yeah, that that Mark Kirby, he's a smart guy. <clears throat> I tell you, he, he needs to start writing articles. Ooh, if only he liked comic books. <laughs> if only he read comics. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, uh... 
I tell you, he's he's trying to make some of his own board games and everything. And he was telling me about one about he was like, well, I made it this way, and it has it has hexagons in it, or I can't I can't remember if they're pentagons or hexagons. And he says, so there's or you know they might be triangles. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> the point is, if he listens to this, I'm gonna be embarrassed because I, I can't remember. But he's like. <laughs> They have numbers, and then you can turn them. You can take one turn to turn them, and then you can fight. So he's like, and then you roll the dice. So there's skill, and there's luck. So like he's, he is very much into uh, into strategy and figuring things out, and uh, he really does look for the deeper meaning. So I, when he told me that, I was like, oh, my goodness. I basically said, egads, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> I love uh, reading. I told you too. I just love reading his posts online and his Facebook status, or when he posts in this group or that group, and it comes up on my feed. He always has something good to say. <laughs> I bet he does. He, he does. gets in a lot of trouble for asking questions. <laughs> well, it makes you think, is what it does. Like he, I never see. He dev- doesn't post stupid statuses, like having a sandwich, you know, nothing like that. <laughs> he has. St- he posts stuff, and you're like, ah, hmm. You know, <laughs> right, right. So, Mark, you should call in and uh, leave us a voice message with whether they're pentagons, hexagons, or octagons. <laughs> right, six one six seven five five Tina. There you go. Uh, uh, so, a couple of other points from the movie, real quick. Uh, I love that they dropped Stephen Strange's name. Oh, that was I, cool. Yeah. They said that, and I go, oh, oh my gosh, <laughs> in the theater. Jennifer's like, you've got to calm down. <laughs> I was just, like, flipping out, and the two guys behind us were laughing at me, but, like, I don't care. Um, that, um, the, of course, the extras in the background were ridiculously amazing. The chick and in the trench too. coat. What? And handsome, too. Yeah, yeah, the the tall chick in the in the trench coat and the guy with the faux hawk and the gray um, shirt. I was just amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, you already talked about Arnim Zola, but I thought that was another part where I go, oh my gosh! <laughs> I was like screaming in the theater. But I thought that was so well done. I liked I, it too. I liked I, it too. I saw that he was on um, International Movie Database. And it was going to be that he was in it. And I'm like, oh, it'll probably just be a flashback or something, you know? Never would I have thought that we were going to get to see the real Arnim Zola. Did he, did that actor pass away? No, uh-uh. Oh, okay. Nope. No, so, I mean, it'd be great if he, I'm sure he did, but it'd be great to see that he survived the explosion and he uploaded himself in another computer and him and Batrock can come back for Cap 3. I thought Batrock, I, I thought he was great. They made him so, like, in the comic book, whenever he shows up, I'm like, oh, who is this guy? <laughs> you know, like, this guy's such a joke. He's, <laughs> you know, I have the same reaction to Phantom X, too. Anyway, <laughs> but in this, they really made him formidable. Mm-hmm. He wasn't, like, a cartoon character. Right. He didn't, he didn't really even have, you know, he didn't have the, the, mustache or because uh, when I think of Batroc I always think of Ultimate Spider-Man and he's I really love him in Ultimate Spider-Man funny and he gets his butt kicked and he keeps telling everybody how he's leaping They're like they see you leaping why are you saying it <laughs> it was really alright so do you think that uh, 
that the the end credit scene with them uh, with uh, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. Do you think it was it was more geared toward the Captain America franchise or or the Age of uh, Ultron? Definitely the Age of Ultron. Do you think it's going to tie in at all with Guardians? No, I think Guardians is going to kind of be its own thing. I think they're going to work on getting a gem, but I bet I would not be surprised if Guardians rolls into Avengers three though. But it seems like so far away. Like this is Phase Two. We still have Age of Ultron, and then they have to do all the Phase Three movies probably, and then Avengers three, right? Yeah, but I, I th- I'm thinking if Thanos is going to be the bad guy for Avengers three, and he's in Guardians of the Galaxy, maybe that'll be the culmination. All right. Well, one last question before we get off of Winter Soldier because we got other stuff to talk about. Do you think they're setting up Bucky for more? than just this movie oh absolutely what do you think is gonna happen um well the russo brothers said that they intend for captain america to be a continuation of cap um looking for bucky so i mean if they're the ones doing the movie i'm assuming that they get to make those choices and decisions and bucky's gonna be in it and not only that but sebastian uh stan said that he has signed a contract for nine Marvel movies. Holy moly. So this is he's only been in two of them, right? Yeah. Oh, man. Now, just because you signed for nine doesn't mean you'll do nine, but it's in the contract. If Marvel wants you for nine, you're in nine. I wonder why they... You think they have them planned out like that, or they just say, ah, probably tops nine? Well, I think they have them planned out like that, but it makes sense on their part to... Wherever they want to decide they want to go with the movie, they need to decide whether they're going to need you for a long time or not. And I'm assuming most of this, the people that are in the movies have super long contracts. Um, I know what I was going to say. I said, what, when, have we, uh, when have we seen Hydra? But we, we saw a tie-in. I guess we saw it in Avengers when they confiscated the weapons and they were talking about the weapons from Captain America. And then also um, in Iron Man 2 with that senator or whatever who turned out to be Hydra. Yeah. So it sounds... Well, we didn't know at the time. <clears throat> right, but it sounds like um, that's like four... That's half the movies Hydra is now connected to. So that's interesting too. Well, who, but who knows? I mean, there have been S.H.I.E.L.D. agents in every movie. So who knows who's... What they're thinking, right? Was there was do you do you find that Hulk that Hulk movie is sort of out of place? The first one definitely doesn't. I mean, the big one where they're like Kevin Feige even said, you know, parts of it were keep and other parts were not. But I think the Incredible Hulk one that came after Iron Man was perfect. I love that movie. I thought it was good. I thought the first half was excellent, but it just seems like when you fit all the movies together, not the not the I'm not talking about the Eric Bana one because to me that's before the whole all the giant continuity. Yeah. Um I'm talking about the one that came right after Iron Man. It just seems out of place compared to all the other ones. Yeah, it definitely doesn't feel like the other ones cuz you can watch Thor, Cap, or Avengers and they all feel like a Marvel universe. Hulk, I mean, Incredible Hulk doesn't so much. You know, I bet Guardians of the Galaxy is going to feel similar. I don't know. I think it's going to, I don't know. Like a, that little bit out of place? Yeah, I think it'll feel a little bit out of place. 
uh, I read an article yesterday on Forbes, and they talked about how Marvel is a genius because all their superhero movies, people want to categorize them as superhero movies, but they're not in that. Right. Like, some are Hulk, sci-fi, some are... Uh, well, Hulk's almost kind of like a scary horror movie in some ways. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then you've got the other, the sci-fi space adventure, and you've got a period piece, and you've got comedies, and you, I mean, you've got a political thriller. It's genius. So now's the right time to bring back Howard the Duck, I guess. Maybe he'll make an appearance in Guardians. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I wish that Punisher, the Tom Jane Punisher, was in this canon. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Punisher will definitely be in there, but I don't think it'll be Thomas Jane. He was so good. What do you think about Guardians? Um, I can't wait to see it. I think it's going to be a fun movie. I just it. I think it'll tie in just with the space aspect. Um, it looks like it's going to be actually a better space movie than the space parts of uh, Avengers. So I'm, I'm happy about that. Yeah, it looks like a fun ride. <clears throat> All right, what next? What do you want to do next? Well, the agenda says oh we can just hit up the march madness brackets i just put this on here because we did march madness brackets on the facebook page and lots of people were voting and andy's vote was a tiebreaker andy said okay i'll, I'll vote then i said all right but only if you vote for storm he said okay then he turned in his votes and it wasn't for storm and storm lost <laughs> that was like such a jerk thing to do you shouldn't have put her up against whoever i voted for I, I threw it into an engine that that did everything and threw him around. Because I didn't want to come off perceived like, all right, I'll put Storm versus Modoc or Storm versus, you know, Bob the Hydra agent, you know? I like Bob the Hydra. <laughs> okay, I I would, Storm versus uh, Shatterstar, you know? <laughs> if you had done, let's see, who would Storm have won against? The Shadow King. <laughs> okay because that happens all the time so i just i put it in an engine and it just made them you know it jumbled up the the 24 people that i put in and it pitted storm against iron man <laughs> okay and you are a jerk for lying i didn't lie you said you would do storm you did not vote for Storm. Wait, That's isn't that rigging it anyway? Telling me who to vote for? Hey, Andy, you're the tiebreaker, but you need to vote for so-and-so? Yeah. Okay. All right. I just want to point that out to everybody. Yeah, but you you were okay with that and lied. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't even look at it. I didn't know. I've never done a bracket before, ever. Andy, I told you. I said, there's a tiebreaker. <laughs> would you would you vote for Storm? Yeah, vote for Storm. Durr, durr, durr. <laughs> That's exactly what you said. Dur, dur, dur. <laughs> okay, if that is how it went down, which I can't remember at this point, then I totally misunderstood. Because you said, oh, there's a tiebreaker, and then you said, can you fill out the whole thing, right? Mm -hmm. Well, then I filled out the whole thing, and I had to reconsider and be like, oh, well, I had no idea that all these options. And I think he even filled it out wrong, because... <laughs> <laughs> I, I I was hesitant to talk about this because I, I'll come off sounding pretty stupid, but <laughs> I didn't know that there were different rounds. 
I thought I was supposed to plot the whole thing out, and that's what I did. So I don't know if you got that from what I sent you. No, a lot of people did that. Oh, okay, that's, okay. Yeah, right. and that's that's fine. That's how most brackets are done. Oh. Okay. Because that, and then that's how you add up all the points to find out who wins the bracket. But I, if if it was done like that, then I would have to pick the winner so I could decide who won. Gotcha. Yes. So that's why I just said, just do the first 12 battles, and then we'll move on like that. Ah, so uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So. Okay. So, yeah, that, I had that on the schedule, and then, you know, Original Sin Zero dropped today, but it was really not a ton happened, so. I did not get a chance to read it today. I have read over today and yesterday, I think I have read over 40 comics. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, and I, I haven't gotten to anything that came out today yet. Dude, this week stunk on new stuff. Oh, yeah? Like, nothing good came out. <laughs> okay. What? Was it, like, all the stuff that you like? No, I didn't even see what came out. I don't know what came out today. Like, Electra 1, Fantastic 4, Original Sin 0, uh, Superior Team Up. Uh, I don't even know what else. Like, I didn't get, like, anything. Uh, what about Avengers Undercover? You reading that? Oh, I did get that. I got that. Um, Daredevil yes. has been okay. Invaders, not so much. No. Guardians of the Galaxy, the last one was good, but overall it's not that hot. There were but no X titles this week. Fantastic Four is, has been awful. Yeah. Okay, so what do you want to do next? Well, I think the schedule says who's who. All right, let's do it. Okay, uh, a couple weeks ago, a couple episodes ago, I tested Jared on his X-Men character knowledge. I unwisely have Jared testing me on my Spider-Man secret identities knowledge, and I... T- did not study for this. So I, I'm I'm hoping you go easy on me. No Googling, no Wikipedia-ing, no phone a friend. Okay, how hard are these and how many are there? Oh, I did a ton, but I'll just do like... I'll see how you do with the easy ones. Okay, good. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, I didn't do like... Be merciful. I, I didn't do like, you know, Otto Octavius. I didn't do those. Oh, well, that's a shame. I gave you some softballs. Oh. No, you gave me a null. You know your stuff. <laughs> so we'll see if you know your stuff. I can guarantee I don't. All right. Okay. Uh, Morris Bench. Uh, he is um, uh, Mysterio. No. What? Okay, he's Hydra Man. Yes. Okay. Good job. Um, oh, Quentin Beck is is Mysterio. My bad. Are you looking this up? No, uh-uh. No, no, no. Andy? No, uh-uh. I'm not. I'm not. Andy Elizabeth? <laughs> no. Ugh. All right. Herman Schultz. Is he Electro? Uh, I mean, uh, he, is he um, uh, Shocker? Yeah! Okay. Woo! Okay. Alan Fagan. Ooh, I don't know. Alan Fagan. How do you spell Fagan? <laughs> F-A-G-A-N. Um, I don't know. Mr. Fear. 
Oh, he's a Daredevil villain, right? He was listed. I, he, I mean, he's Daredevil. He's done Avengers, Spider-Man. Okay, all right. Alan Fagan, all right. Here's one. Cassandra Webb. Okay, that's uh, Madam Webb. All right, there we go. Thank you. Uh, Robert Farrell. Robert Farrell. Tombstone? Rocket Racer. Rocket Racer, okay. Is uh, it sad that I knew that he was ethnic? <laughs> Uh, um, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. <laughs> oh. Um, Thomas Fireheart. That sounds terrible. I I I don't know that one either. Um, Thomas Fireheart. Is it somebody I can guess by their name? No. Okay. No, I don't know. Puma. Oh. Uh, Elias Wortham. Who? Elias Wortham. He was in the latest Superior. He was in the latest issue of Superior Spider-Man? Yeah, the latest few issues. Elias? Elias? uh, Elias? E-L-I-A-S. I I don't know. Cardiac. Ah. Yeah. Yep. Um, Rick Lawson. Oh, dude, this... I'm setting it up. <laughs> Rick Lawson? Yeah. I don't know that person. The Prowler. Okay. I mean, these are these are not like... I know. I know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, the next ones are hard then. <laughs> All, right, all right. Keep going. Keep going. All right. Um, James Sanders. I don't know. Speed Demon. I've never even heard of that person. Speed Demon? Yeah. Okay. No. Uh, yeah, he's a Has spy. he been in any comics in the last 20 years? Oh, yeah, definitely. He was on the Thunderbolts for a long time. Speed. Okay. Um, Frank Oliver. I don't know that. Who's that? Kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Lily Hollister. <laughs> okay. That's Menace. There you go. Yay. Uh, Carolyn Trainer. Carolyn Trainer. Is she related to like a Seward Trainer? Uh, I don't know. I didn't draw out the family tree. Maybe Seward. Uh, you know what? Seward Trainer isn't that the guy who? No, Seward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who is that. Doctor Octopus Two. Ah, uh, the one in California or whatever. The the chick. Uh... All right, just have a couple more. Okay. Um, Carlos Muerto. Carlos Muerto. Is he the 1610 Scorpion? No, I'm not giving you alternate realities. Thank goodness. <laughs> a black tarantula. Yeah. Uh, he was on the cover of, which one was it? Spectacular, Peter Parker, Spectacular Spider-Man number one? Uh, I don't know. Where he's flying at him with his little, his... His little talon on his foot. I I was just told to come up with names, not okay. anything okay. else. <laughs> All right. This was a terrible idea. <laughs> All right, two more. Um, Frederick Foswell. Foswell. This now, was spectacular Spider-Man. The cartoon, even. No, I don't know. Big Man. Big Man. Mm-hmm. I don't know who that is, even. 
Oh, I thought you were the Spider-Man guy. Yeah. See, this is why we shouldn't do this. All right, last one. Last one. Um, Jackson Wheel. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Big Wheel. No, I was going to guess that. <laughs> I thought, no way, that's too dumb. That's too dumb. All right, so you got Shocker. You got Hydra Man, Menace, and Madam Web. You got four. Out of how many? 20? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Oh, yes. That's less than 30%. <laughs> yeah, almost less than 20%. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, you know what? I'm going to have to get better at that. That's okay. And. You know, this will be good for you to look up some issues with those people you don't know. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to put me in a bad mood the rest of the time. <laughs> oh, good. I can't wait to finish the podcast. <laughs> okay. Let's move on from there. Let's let's tackle some current events. Current events. Okay, so we got two things let's uh, let's discuss. We have uh, the ending of the Superior Spider-Man run by Dan Slott, and we also have the end of the trial of Jean Grey. Which one would you like to discuss first? Uh, we'll do Superior. All right, Spider-Man. All right, so basically, um, it's uh, the end of Goblin Nation. <clears throat> the Green Goblin and his Goblin minions, which consist of uh, Carly has been turned into, I think, monster. Um, Lily Hollister is menace. Uh, you got the hobgoblin running around, and then all these goblin little wannabes running around all over New York. Uh, Mayor Jameson is pretty much in shambles. His spider slayers are fighting uh, Miguel O'Hara. Isn't that his name? O'Hara. Yeah. The 2099 one right and uh and doc ock and um so the whole city's in shambles pretty much um and then all of a sudden doc ock retreats he goes back to his lab um he's after his uh halfling girlfriend um who green goblin has and then in the midst of all that, Peter, the ghost of Peter Parker shows back up and he helps uh, Doc Ock save this little girl who's on the train tracks. And then Doc Ock puts him back in his head. And the last issue, that is the last page of the, uh, of the issue 30, is Peter Parker's back. And then issue 31 is defeating the Green Goblin. So uh, Peter Parker's back. What do you think? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I kind of was, I was somewhat indifferent, I guess. Because, you know, people have really enjoyed Superior Spider-Man. And it seemed to be, you know, we had good storylines going on with Goblin Nation. And, and there was so much happening. And then Doc Ock is like, well, guess I'll delete my memories. He really is better than me. Okay. <laughs> so you thought it was pretty anticlimactic. Yeah, it didn't have the oof that I guess I was expecting. What about you? 
Well, two things. Uh, I was I, I was very surprised at myself um, of how I reacted when Peter Parker was back. This whole time I've been like, oh, this is terrible. This is ridiculous. I can't stand it. Slot. But then when Peter Parker came back, especially in issue 31, I was engaged. I was excited. I was like, this is Spider-Man. This is what I've been waiting for. This is fantastic. So uh, that really surprised me. I didn't think I would have that reaction at all. Hmm. And so it was good. But here's the, here's the thing. I don't know if it was because Peter Parker was back or because if you look at issue 31, Dan Slott didn't write it. I didn't even notice that. It was plotted by Dan Slott, but it was written by Christos Gage. What? Which his stuff tends to be more of, of what I like, more... Uh, uh, character-driven stuff. Well, so, why do you think he didn't write it? Because he's probably, Dan Slott's probably working on Amazing Spider-Man 1.1 through 1.4, trying to get that <laughs> out weekly. I mean, no, I think that's going to happen, right? Isn't it going to be? Yeah. Yeah, so he's probably off doing something else. Oh, I can't finish my own series. i got to work on my other one. I gotcha. Obviously, I'm making a judgment call about him and his work ethic and stuff, and I'm sure it's editorially mandated, but I was just so happy to see Peter Parker back. It was a breath of fresh air. It was fantastic. Because he, he's your favorite character. Yes. Finally, I have him back in my <laughs> life. So, I, I mean, it was interesting to see how after Goblin Nation was done, they had kind of like a backup story and how he dealt with going and trying to fix uh, a lot of the stuff that Doc Ock had messed up in his life. Yeah. Talking to, to, um, you know, uh, Jameson senior talking to MJ, talking to Carly, um, his lab talking to Jameson. That was really interesting. And, and that's just the characters that they were able to cover. I mean, he's got a lot, he's got a lot of explaining to do. Yeah, so I, I have uh, I have questions. What what you think on things? If you want me to run through them, unfortunately, there's eight questions. You have eight questions? Yes. Oh, Andy. <laughs> no, we don't have to do all eight. No, it's okay. I just like to hear more. So, because Spider Man's your guy, so I used I typically you know your your thoughts and your words about Spider Man are usually much much better than what I have to no, say. No nonsense. Okay, I, well. <laughs> I just basically my whole feeling for the whole story was finally and it was kind of such a relief. It was kind of weird to me how it was all shoehorned into 31 issues. Um, I like how they used pretty much every page of, of issue 31. It was like a it was like an oversized issue, but it wasn't like a ton of backup stories. Like, I don't know if you read all new X-Men number 25. Did yeah. you the that was kind of weird how they had it was an overarching story, but yet in the middle of it they threw a bunch of wacko pages in there. It was crazy. <clears throat> right. Okay. So they didn't do that with Superior Spider-Man, which was good, but yet they rounded out the whole series. And I like how I like how they didn't cover this in Amazing Number One because it turns out like if Superior Spider-Man is all about Doc Ock being spider-man then there's one issue issue 31 that he's not like that doesn't make any sense but 
I think the reason why they did that, or the reason I'd like to think that they did that, is because it turns out that he was, Peter Parker was the superior Spider-Man. And so that, yeah. that's why it's included in this run. You, the backup story? Yeah, the backup story, but also finishing out the whole thing. Well, I think I think they had to have some closure to the Goblin Nation thing as well. Right, right. But Doc, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah, I guess the backup story, you know. That too, but also, um, like, no one, no one wants to read a number one issue about Peter Parker apologizing to everybody. This guy does. <laughs> All right, we sold one issue. <laughs> I know you're not reading Ultimate Spider-Man, but did you read Ultimate Spidey number 200? No. By no, chance? No. Man, Marvel it was just everybody sitting around reminiscing about Peter, but it was a fantastic story. It was amazing. But uh, what issue was that? Uh, number 200 came out three weeks ago, four weeks ago. No, this is the uh, 616 politics, so... <laughs> yeah. <Okay>. Whatever. <laughs> people say whatever when they're wrong (laughs) okay Um, (laughs) what did you think about norman changing his face that kind of came out of left field that definitely came out of left field i was i read it i was like what i was like the goblin is dumb dumb duggan (laughs) what (laughs) (laughs) did you think that over a split second i was like who's this guy what does he look like it was weird. I mean, he looked kind of like the guy in the uh, all, all new X Factor number five, uh, who turned out to be Magus. Mm, yeah. And so I was like, "What is going on here?" But how about this? <laughs> I even if he changed his face, whatever. I I'm gonna miss his his weirdo hair and and his iconic <laughs> look. But what about now that he's not crazy? That he's sort of cured. Is he more or less dangerous? I think it just depends on the writer, honestly. Norman well, that has way to for... take me out of the story. I'm sorry. Way to I... alienate me as a reader. <laughs> I think there are certain characters that every writer just writes differently. And then there are a large majority of characters that writers say, oh, this is how this person is. We get it. But I think Norman is one of those that whoever the writer is, they just come in and take a fresh take on the character. So I don't really even know how long this is going to last or whether it's going to impact even to his next appearance. I bet, I bet somebody down the line is going to change him back. But he has kind of an iconic hairdo. (laughs) Right, exactly. And, but see, I just don't know how long slot is going to be writing. So, well, on the solicitations today, there was no solicit for amazing Spider-Man. What? Yeah, it was kind of... What? There was no solicit for Amazing Spider-Man or Uncanny X-Men. That's weird. So Uncanny probably just got too high in numbers, and Amazing was, what, up to number two or three? So they probably had to restart it, too. <laughs> Jumping on. <laughs> see, I can actually see them go doing away with Uncanny. Could you see that? Well, I think there should be a title called Uncanny X-Men. It doesn't necessarily have to be what's going on in it now, but 
It's like you always need to have Amazing Spider-Man, always have an Incredible Hulk, and always have an Uncanny X-Men. I think they proved all three of those that you don't have to. Well, they're wrong. They should. <laughs> Whatever is what they're <laughs> saying. And maybe it will be the result of something that happens in Original Sin, you know? Maybe. Anyway, yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, what did you think about Liz and Normie? Liz Allen and Norm. Creepy. <laughs> very, very strange. Very creepy. You think the same thing? Um, I wish that it, it didn't end that way. I would rather see them say, oh, you know, we should have we should have known. We should have learned our lesson. I don't like this whole legacy keep the keep the insanity going from uh <laughs> you know from generation to generation just because liz allen married harry doesn't automatically mean that she's going to turn into a green goblin or be a wacko with the, i mean they don't it doesn't equal each other there was a good status quo i i hate it that i find myself going you know, it should be more like Brand New Day. You know, like... Oh, no! <laughs> I hated Brand New Day, but this is so much worse! <laughs> like, I like how Liz was and taking care of uh, her brother and Normie and stuff. And, uh, you know, it harkens back to what she used to be instead of, you know, now she's a conglomerate owner and corporation and crazy, apparently. Poor thing. Um, what did you think about how how they left um, uh, Mary Jane and Carly and Peter? Uh, I didn't really care. I mean, I kind of to me the MJ thing has kind of played itself out. Do you think? I think they're cleansing the palate and saying, okay, well, we're kind of starting over. This is kind of a new chapter. We and they they really did tie up a lot of loose ends that I thought that he was going to have to deal with an amazing. So I'm wondering if he's kind of saying, okay, well, this is done. Let's let's move on from a new status quo. But here I'm setting these things so that we don't have to deal with them later. That makes sense. Like he dealt with uh, he dealt with Jameson and where he's going to be. Okay, he's no longer the mayor. Okay, he still hates Spidey. That's set. Okay, Mary Jane's out of the picture. Okay, Carly's out of the picture. Um, maybe still this, um, you know, midget uh, Anna Marconi, I think, Anne Marie or something like that. Um, she might still be in. I don't know. But now he has Miguel to kind of commiserate with. And then he's getting his own series too, right? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Do you think that they're going to be working together? I don't know. I don't really see that because, I mean, whenever somebody else pops up, they always move them to Houston or something. So <laughs> You're right. Yeah, so, Daredevil, isn't Daredevil in San Francisco now or something? Yeah, Daredevil's in San Francisco, but I was talking about, you know, Scarlet Spider. Can't, yeah. Yeah. So you can't have too many spider people in one place. It's true. I mean, you got Spider-Woman and Spider-Girl. Right. And, yeah. Which I'd like to point out that our per, one of our predictions, another one came true. Avengers Assemble is done. Yeah, you're right. It definitely yeah. did not end on a strong note. I didn't. Uh, did you keep track of our predictions? Um, I wrote them down. I have them. Yeah. So that's the only one that's come true so far. No, I think we're up to four or five of them. Well, am I winning? No. Oh. No, I'm very good at predicting these things. 
Yeah. I'm just not good at who's who in the Spider-Man universe. Protecting people's names. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I'm interested. Are you going to pick up Amazing Spider-Man? Yeah, I like Spider-Man a lot. But you hadn't been keeping up with this? I him. What'd you say? I like Spider-Man a lot, so I will read him. But you haven't been reading Superior. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a compelling argument. I don't I don't it's just the weirdness that is me, I guess. But <laughs> okay. I have I, I did pick them up, I just haven't read them. Oh, okay. So you spent good money on them but you haven't flipped through them yet. Yeah, but I did like Superior Carnage. That was okay, but the art made that. No, no, no. Superior Carnage with the with Claw and, and Wizard? Yeah. Ugh. And now I'm reading Carnage versus Deadpool. That's good. That's that's subpar. Carnage versus Deadpool. Deadpool versus Carnage. It's not that good. I just want to see Carnage slash stuff up. And you know what? He's doing it. <laughs> and then Shriek showed up, which was awesome. That is cool. But what about Carnage when he went into that macro or micro universe? Mm-hmm. Did you read that? What was that? Uh, I don't know. Carnage being really, really small. Minimum Carnage. That's what it was called. <laughs> <laughs> you dork. <laughs> what? I said, you dork. That's what it was called. It was not called Minimum Carnage. I'm looking it up right now. No, it was not. <laughs> Look it up. Minimum Carnage. There's no way. Yep. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. Are you looking it up? Is this like you telling me you're going to vote for Storm? No, I, that was a misunderstanding. I'm telling you that. <clears throat> minimum Carnage. Yep. For real? Oh. Yeah, Minimum Carnage. Yoast, Bun, Medina, Fam. Uh, minimum Carnage, Alpha, Omega, Venom, 26 through 27, Scarlet Spider, 10 and 11, and 12.1. But that's not what the series was called. It, that's what the crossover was called. Minimum the story Carnage. arc was called Minimum Carnage. Right, yeah. Yeah, not the book. Wow. Don't you wow me. <laughs> the story arc. That's what the trade is called. Minimum Carnage. Yes, the story arc. Oh, now you're changing. Oh, well, now it's going to be the trade. I'm going to call it the trade. That's, you said the... that's not what the book was called. If you pick up the book, the title is going to be Minimum Carnage. There was no book released called Minimum Carnage, but the graphic novel represents various issues, but nothing with the specific title of Minimum Carnage. I think you represent various issues. No. Okay, so <laughs> let's, let's move on. The trial of Jean Grey. You go for this one. Well, see, I didn't like it, so my synopsis is going to be a lot different than your Spider-Man one. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, Gladiator decides that uh, since Jean Grey gets the Phoenix, that even though this is the young Jean Grey, before Phoenix ever happened, they should kill her. So the X-Men head to space and meet up with Guardians of the Galaxy and the Star Jammers, and they battle, and Jean turns pink and gets super powerful and like beats the crap out of everybody. And then they all go home, but Cyclops decides to leave with Corsair. That was it. Okay, and what are your thoughts on it? 
I just I was kind of meh to me. I know you really liked it, so I want to hear what you had to say. But it it just seemed like a pale, pale, super pale comparison of the time that the X Men first met the Imperial Guard and had to battle them for Jean. This was just like not cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like. I think what I liked overall about it is kind of what I texted you about is. I'm seeing individual character traits that make these characters interesting that I haven't seen almost ever. Uh, and I haven't been reading X-Men as long as you, but I kind of get the feeling that when they're already established, then they get into these ruts and then they kind of start to almost become stereotypes of themselves. Mm-hmm. Or they start to kind of meld together because you start to introduce new characters that kind of uh, step on each other's niche. And so with this, um, I got to see the differences in the characters. I see that, or the way that Bendis is portraying them. You know, Scott uh, has leadership skills but doesn't always know the best way to do things. Um, Iceman is always joking around, but... He sometimes his jokes are serious. They're just he's just you know not thinking. Um, Hank really does love Gene, and then Angel is kind of unsure of himself, and that comes out a lot. Uh, even though he's the one that went and and uh, joined the Uncanny or Scott's team first, old Scott. And so then you get I love Kitty Pride and her characterization about her be, being the professor and leading the team and. I thought it was great. I thought it was great. And I they're kind of on their own, and uh, they're becoming more interesting than their counterparts to me. Oh, no. No, <laughs> Andy. Bad Andy. I like that we kind of saw a new power set for Jean. You know, she's developing, and um, we're not stuck in the whole the same timeline that uh, they that was rolled out for them, and they're kind of diverging, and... They're going to have to eventually explain it, but I'm actually caring about that less and less. Um, I like that Scott's going his own way. They're not locking Gene and Scott in together to be this doomed couple, as always. Um, I I did think it was sad that they split X-23 and Scott so soon. No, she's kissing Angel on the cover of the upcoming, one of the upcoming issues. What? I know. Well, that's not cool. It's gross. It's Wolverine's clone. <laughs> oh. What do you think about Cyclops getting his own series? No. Who cares? Who who demanded young Cyclops in space series? Nobody. I don't think that the premise is all that good, but I do really, really like Rucka's writing. I, they just need, no, no. They need to go back in time and get all this time travel crap and just be done with it because it just doesn't make sense. You're not enjoying these new characters? They're not new. All new characters? They're not all new either. <laughs> that's that's it. Because, I mean, you're enjoying it. You're like, oh, we're finding out that Cyclops and Jean don't like each other and that they can do this. No, that's not those characters. These are totally different people. This is not Cyclops and Jean. You're right. They are totally different characters. They're taking them in different directions. They're 
that's what I like about it. They're not the same characters. But they're supposed to be. You can't tell me that these are the characters just moved up from the past. They're not anymore. But they are. You just said I can't tell you that they are. You're telling That's me. why it doesn't make sense. We're like we're in a we're in a I don't know, my head's exploding. <laughs> it's just stupid. It doesn't make any sense that None of this stuff is having ramifications on these characters today. Because you mean we, you mean the old ones? The real ones? <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. All right. Like none when, of the stuff that's happening with the young ones is having ramifications on the old ones or the the real ones today. The only time that we saw that was in Val the Adam when Cyclops died right. and he disappeared. Right. Well, what about all this other stuff? Like this no. This stuff is life-changing, life-altering that would have huge ramifications on who these people are. So you don't like them? What if they weren't the same characters? What if they weren't the same names and they brought people back? Would that matter? Would that be better, worse? What do you mean? You can't bring... What do you mean bring people back and it's not them? Uh, If you were to bring five characters from the past to help save the future but we didn't know them. We didn't know their names. We did. They weren't the X-Men. Would you it still... It never pre- appeared in a comic book before. Right. Totally different. Okay. So you're saying because, because of all the continuity, because all the history, and these people are the same people, that they shouldn't have done this? Yes. Because... Like, could do what they did with Deadly Genesis, with X-Men Deadly Genesis, where they... Revealed that there was a second team of X-Men that went to Krakoa and were killed. Remember that? Yes. Brubaker. That. Okay, that makes sense. I get that. That's fine. Yeah, but th- that's like retconning. But it made sense. They're not take. They're not saying that the original X-Men went, then they jumped to the future and came back to the past, and nothing had changed. Like, no. S- so what happens? I mean, so what happens if uh, it all makes sense and, they, and the, at the end of this, you know, three, five year run, they it all makes sense and all fits together. Would you enjoy that or not? Or it just depends it, on what the stories are. If it all makes sense, I'm fine with it. But it has to make sense. And right now it does not make sense. Mm. It doesn't. It just doesn't. Like, it. that is crazy. <laughs> And it's it makes it really hard to read this title because I don't because I'm mad at these people. <laughs> oh, oh man! I'm reading it and I'm mad, <clears throat> and I don't like Shadowcat, and she's the one leading them. So I'm like, oh, this is great, <laughs> dude. I have to say that of all the books every month, <laughs> shut up. This is the that. one that I get most excited about. I knew you were going to say it. <laughs> it's true. And you know what? That may change with Peter Parker being back, but I felt the same way that you feel about Superior Spider-Man as you did do about all new X-Men. But I mean, like, Andy, what if, if you know, Mephisto went back and brought Peter Parker from Amazing Spider-Man issue 8 to the present day, and he was running around New York City... And nothing was changing, and he would meet Peter Parker, and they were cool with it, and like it would just not make any sense. It's not a lot. It's not logical. That's true. It's not logical. But comic books, I guess, aren't right. 
<laughs> I wasn't going to say that. But it just seems to affect so many things that it kind of breaks down all continuity. It does. Um, I can see that. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. I can respect that opinion, definitely. But from an enjoyment standpoint of enjoying stories, this is the the most enjoyment I've got out of X-Men stories in quite some time. So you would place enjoyment above continuity? Um, well, on one level I would, but then my pocketbook says otherwise because I buy all these crap comics that I read. <laughs> so, I mean, on the other hand, I don't. I, I place continuity and knowledge of what's going on over my enjoyment. Uh, but, you know, I I really liked Brubaker's run on the X-Men, some of it, the first part of it. Uh, I liked the Rise and Fall of the Shi'ar Empire. Um, I liked the Yost stuff with the Messiah War and how that tied in. But all, that was all plot-driven. That wasn't character-driven at all. And so this is the most I've really been invested in these characters. Well. I would recommend you getting invested in something else. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're happy, that's good. <laughs> wow. I thought I was going to be in a bad mood. <laughs> <laughs> you know what else I hated? That Gladiator got beaten so easily. Gladiator is the man. I actually knew that you were going to say something about that because I know you like him a lot. Yeah, he's awesome. He's He's fueled by his confidence, and he was super confident in that, and they just beat him like a rag doll. I did not care for that. Because we had to show that Gene is super powerful and pink now. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're really enjoying this. So what's your favorite X-Book besides um, Brian Wood's X-Men? Oh, dude, that book has bit it hard lately. Ooh. Yeah, it has not been good. No, it's like slow and boring. And you can't tell the difference between half the characters. Yeah. Like, who is that? Is that M? Oh, no. Is that Omega Sentinel? No. Who is that? <laughs> is that Sabra? What? <laughs> Wait, why are they all white? <laughs> okay, so what's, the, so what's the best X book out right now? I am enjoying Wolverine and the X-Men right now. The what the What is going on in that book? I don't understand what's happening in that book. <laughs> what do you mean you don't understand? We're three issues in. There's some Phoenix Foundation, some Phoenix company that says that Quentin's gonna be the next Phoenix, but nothing has happened in that book, right? What what is what I think is happening is that they're really kind of boiling it down. Are we into the recommended reading now? This is a new segment we're trying out. Uh, for recommended reading, yeah, Wolverine the X-Men, because the first... You know, 44 issues of Wolverine and the X-Men, I, you and I had talked about. There's so many characters, it's all over the place, right? Yes. Just everywhere. And, I mean, you could probably have four books out of the stuff that was happening in that series, because it was just 
all over the place. Well, yes. with this, what I really like about the new Wolverine and the the all new Wolverine and the X Men is it's really parred the cast down. The cast is basically Wolverine, Storm, Quentin, and the students. And it looks like we're going to get Phantom X jumping in there and maybe a, one or two people here or there. But it's so parred down that it's going to be able to focus on a core group and the book is going somewhere. Whereas as Wolverine and the X-Men, you didn't know whether Frankenstein's circus was in town or Brew was being shot in the head or Toad is the janitor. Like, it was just everywhere. So that's why I like this is because the cast is parred down. Um, you know, Wolverine is is looking to leave the school and is actually doing it, and it's focus. It's kind of working how the cast feels about that. Storm is stepping up uh, to run things, and and you see that kind of pressure. All the while, this Phoenix, these Phoenix people are jumping in after Quentin and uh, someone from the future, who they should see as an ally, is not an ally and is trying to kill them. Who's from the future? That dude. What's that? The guy that's fighting Wolverine and Storm. Oh, the big burly dude? Yeah. Okay. So this is what this is the book that you would recommend? Well, this is one you asked me which book I really like. Okay, no, what is the best X book right now? Well, Wolverine and the X-Men and then the other one would be all new X Factor. You you still like that book? Oh, you're not digging it? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's this. I just read issue five today. I have issue six waiting on the table when I get home. But the interaction between Gambit and uh, and Danger so far has been the best part. Just in that book, the rest of the the rest of the series, I can't get into. I think it yep. might be the art. It is a different art style. I don't dislike it. I just don't think it goes with uh, Peter David's writing. Uh, I don't know. I it's. I mean, there's a lot of text stuff. I don't know that that's captured very well. Yeah. But I like Peter, Peter David's writing is just great. He he understands the characters that he writes. They become like his children, and uh, and he has an understanding of a continuity. He's been writing X Factor. You know, since the 90s when he wrote the Havoc and Polaris team. Um, I love that Pietro is spying for the Avengers. Yeah, I saw that. That is, that is cool. Yeah, I, I, w- I want to see that play out. And then also, I mean, that between him and Polaris as being siblings, um, I thought it was a great transition for why Gambit's on the team. It makes sense. I like the corporation aspect of it. I've really enjoyed this book. That's cool. I've given you two. What? Give me something. Um, surprisingly, I enjoyed Night of the Living Deadpool. Whoa. So, Night of the Living Deadpool by Colin Bunn, issues one through four. And I have not read um, Killustrated, Deadpool Killustrated, Deadpool vs. the Universe, Deadpool <laughs> vs. himself. I have not read any <laughs> of that stuff. But I picked this up um, kind of on a lark. And what really caught me was it is supposed to be uh, a parody of The Walking Dead. Mm. So, like, everything in the book is black and white except for Deadpool. And he wakes up from a food coma because he ate too many chimichangas. 
And then anyway, it's I thought it was fun. It's if you <laughs> if you're not into heavy continuity, it, it would be fun. Um I think right now just uh the things I'm most excited about reading right now, which changes from week to week, but consistently um the things I get the most excited about are all new X-Men and new Avengers. Uh, with the Illuminati and the uh, incursion of the two Earths coming in and how they're dealing with that and how they're kind of keeping it a secret. Um, I think that's, I, I really dig that book. Um, but there's a, there's a lot of books that I, I was really keen on. And then all of a sudden it's kind of like, uh, no, no. And it might just be because I'm super backlogged. But I'm finding it more and more that I'm like, oh, this isn't as good as I originally thought or that type of stuff. Hmm. So um, I, I have been liking Punisher. I think that that's pretty cool. It's an interesting take on the character. It's more like, um, you know, more like a movie of uh, one dude against all odds. It's definitely not his Rucka book and it's definitely not the Jason Aaron Punisher Max stuff. So it's an interesting take. I like the art on that. And I wanted to tell you that Nightcrawler number one was not that bad. It was pretty good. Good deal. I didn't put that on the list because there was only one issue. So I wasn't sure if I could recommend that as. Gotcha. You know. Gotcha. It was. Yeah, it had a lot less. Um, a lot less writing than I thought it was going to have. <laughs> like I'm good. not saying that in a disparaging way. It's just I was very surprised. Yeah, I mean, with Claremont, you're used to. You know, you're gonna have to sit down for a good read. Yeah, and you know what? There was a lot of um, Claremont tendencies in it, with uh, how he explains stuff and kind of the backstory and the narration. Um, I don't know who that girl was at all. That's his um, Amanda Sefton. She is his girlfriend slash adopted half sister. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, it's kind of... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but uh, anyway, those are those are some of the books I recommend. Um, some of the ones I have not been digging was um, Wolverine by Cornell. Wolverine the X-Men by I don't even know who. You don't like Wolverine? The, the, the whole arc with him being a pseudo-villain? No! I'm interested to see where it goes. I I must not be that smart because it, <laughs> it jumps back and forth and it's like, oh, a second ago, oh, two years ago, oh, in the future, oh, right now. But it doesn't announce it all the time. It's just like on a whim and you're kind of like, well, I guess this is in continuity, but uh, I can't keep track. What in the world? <laughs> right, exactly. What in the world? <laughs> what's going on in that book like they're going after creed and there's this guy who gives him an offer he can't refuse but then he's dealing with his healing factor not being there and suddenly he's a villain but he's a villain only after talking to jubilee right no yeah i think he, he's like going undercover yeah ah, that doesn't hold my attention the art's good the writing not so much Oh, oh, that's a shame. <laughs> that's sad. That's I'm looking okay. forward to. Uh, I'm looking forward to the um, twenty Spider-Man twenty ninety nine. 
Oh, are you? Yeah, I've never read any of that except for uh, what Brian Reed did back in 2009, Timestorm. Yeah, I never picked up the 2099 books either. Those were, gosh, those were like uh, middle school. Yeah. Yeah, a long time ago. But I think uh, uh, Pad did those back then, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it should be good. My only other recommended reading would be Magneto. Have you been reading Magneto? Oh, yes. I enjoyed, We, I mean, we talked about it last episode, Magneto number one. I really enjoyed that book. I don't think I've gotten to number two yet. Okay. Number two is, is good, too. You just don't know what... I just haven't... It hasn't been what I expected, you know? Yeah. And I like it because there's no other cast, and it's still a good book. Like, they don't have to bring in Wolverine guest starring or Cyclops or... I mean, Magneto doesn't even refer to the X-Men. This is kind of his solo journey, and it makes sense. Cool. Very cool. So, yeah. All right. Well, I'm. do you have anything else you want to talk about? Did you want to talk about solicitations or no? Uh, there was this little series called Storm that was announced today. What? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I couldn't. I was like... I was reading the solicits and I was scrolling down out loud. I was like, what? (laughs) And so I hurried up and got in the forum and was typing about it. And of course, all the other storm people were flipping out. But uh, finally, a storm number one. All these these number ones and everything. These series can't last that long or they're going to have to start canceling books. But by far, Marvel puts out more books than any other publisher. Well, that's what we're we're trying to get is a storm fans. We're trying to get some clarification because all it is it says storm number one list Greg Pack as the writer and I forget the guy's name as the artist and then it says classified. Hmm. It say anything else? But there are other there are other things under it that say one of four, one of seven. So right now everyone's assuming that it's an ongoing and not a one shot. I think the, I think it'd be interesting to start breaking up the teams a little bit and having solo books. Yeah, even just look at the X-Men. How many X-Men have solo books right now? We've got a young Cyclops. We've got Magneto. We've got Wolverine. We've got Nightcrawler. We're going to have Storm. Like, yeah. This is good stuff. Yeah. No, I, I'm excited about that. I mean, because all the Avengers, they got their own books and everything. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> so it makes sense and finally marvel's ladies get a book well i would love to see that i would love to see more solo titles and less team books why do we need 15 x-men team books oh uh, i think the same could be say, said for avengers oh that's true but i mean at, but to me those are those are different categories because you can say all right, well, this is the Illuminati book. This is the Avengers world, like, proper book. This is the secret team that S.H.I.E.L.D. runs. You know, like, you can kind of categorize them. The other ones, I, I find it very difficult to categorize. They're at the school, but they don't hang out with this group. They're, they're at the school, but they hang out with Wolverine. Well, they're with Cyclops, but they're not really with Cyclops. They're just staying with him. You know, like... Except, like, asides. I mean, the schism is still felt. And Wolverine the X-Men is the school. And uh, Amazing X-Men is the teachers feel as a field team, you know, with North Star and Rachel. And then uh, 
uncanny is Cyclops' team, and all new is the kids. But on the schism part, they're on Cyclops' side. Right. The one that I think doesn't really have very much direction is the X-Men title. Oh, yeah, Brian Woods? Yeah, because, I mean, it's it's the girls, and we get it, but... Well, in this latest issue, they were talking about, why don't you just form a real team? I know, but that was so dumb. Storm is the freaking leader of the X-Men and runs the school, and she has to fill out a form for a mandate for a team? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> uh, have you kept up on Ms. Marvel at all? Have you read any of the other ones? Only the first one. Oh, 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 Ms. Marvel. I was thinking Captain Marvel. Yeah, I read all three of them. Did you really? What would you think? I said I would give it a try. I don't like this book. (laughs) I just don't care for it. I think that issue three was probably the strongest issue so far. I totally agree. Definitely agree. Yeah. The first one was, I mean, that's what we talked about forever. Number two was not very much, much better. Yeah. But number three, I was like, it still sucks, but... I would read this one again over reading the first two. The art was growing on me. I was talking to, uh, I was texting David uh, over at Hideous Energy today, and uh, they had a good review of the third book, uh, the third issue on their on their show. Um, they're still way more into it than we are, obviously. <laughs> but I said the biggest problem I have right now with this book, it, it's a lot less preachy. It's more okay. These things happen in the course of normal life, which is good. That's what I want. Um, but the ballooning of the hands and, <laughs> and like the weirdo changes to the body. Uh, like I understand that if you can't control your powers, that things are going to be strange, but the art makes it seem like all of a sudden her hands are balloons and she just went whoosh and blew them up. <laughs> like, eh, I, I, I don't, I think that's the biggest thing that I don't like. So I don't know what this book is even really going to be about. I don't necessarily like that she's a shapeshifter just because she's an inhuman. And so she chooses to be Ms. Marvel. Like, if you're a shapeshifter, why would your book be called Ms. Marvel? Oh, I choose to be this one, so that's what it's going to be from now on. (laughs) That doesn't make any sense to me. But anyway. I hear you, brother. I hear you. All right, well, this is Marvel 616 Politics. Thank you for listening. Uh, you can email us at marvel616politics at gmail.com. Visit our new and improved website with articles, polls at marvel616politics.com. And, of course, interact with us on Twitter at 616politics. You can give us a call, leave us a message, ask us a question at 616-755-TINA. You can also look us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash marvel616politics. And brand new Instagram, our handle is marvel616politics. And we're sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com. Get all your pre-orders done uh, for uh, 35%, 40% off. And of course, their sister site, instocktrades.com. And InStockTrades.com, any order, orders over 50 bucks are free shipping. Also sponsored by Community Retail Partnership. The best prices in town for anything that you need at Office Depot. Go to CRPSavings.com and sign up today. 
And lastly, sponsored by Michael Webb Solutions. For all your internet, computer, website needs, check out Michael Webb Solutions. All right, well, I think that's it. So until next time, make yours Marvel 616 Politics. I didn't mean to embarrass you. <laughs> no, that's all right. I knew it was going to be bad. I'm, I wanted to actually study up, but uh, I didn't get a chance to. I could have... Max Dillon. Electro. Uh, Peter Parker. Spider-Man. <laughs> I'll do those next time. <laughs> that's okay. I just went to Wikipedia and typed um, Spider-Man. And then it came up with all these different categories, and one of them was villains. Hmm. So I just went with that, and I tried to pick villains that, you know, wouldn't be too easy. No, that was good. It was just a faulty premise. <laughs> <laughs>